Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of what do I want to do? Let's call this one. <coughs> wow. <I> got... <coughs> oh my God, I swallowed down the wrong hole. <laughs> okay. Keep it in. Keep it in. Keep it in. We're keeping that in. <laughs> welcome to this edition of the Royal Trending Bombs. Thanks, Shivani, on Discord. For that short show title, I'm Miles. That's Anna. What's up? <laughs> I I'm not joking. Bye, I inhale. You know when you just go inhale down the wrong. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, I do that all day, honey. I, I am a, a choking mess. <laughs> Can't go anywhere without choking <laughs> terribly. Anyway, let's talk about what's trending on this fucking Friday afternoon. Uh, okay. Let's get this into is it, thrilling. It's almost like, it will Miles survive? Like, you, you'll, you won't know until you get to the end. Yeah, and you just see my head fall out of frame. My head slams <laughs> my keyboard. And you're like, he just keeps typing Z in the chat. And then I'm the Daily Zeitgeist. <gasps> uh, <laughs> uh, Ram Paul and Mitch McConnell are our first trend because these two Kentucky boys, oof, they are starting to feel the pain of some of their transgressions. Okay, so... First of all, people are pointing out that right now the Kentucky teachers retirement system, they basically, these senators got them to invest $13 million of that retirement fund into Russian Spurbank. Okay. That investment fund has now crashed because of hmm. the Russian economy and sanctions on Russian banks. And now it's like, in, it's less than a million dollars. A lot of people are pointing at the fact that like, you know, those two were really vocal proponents of having Oleg Deripaska, one of uh, the Putin oligarchs, to be exempt from sanctions. And now they put this money in Spurbank and Kentucky teachers are like, what is happening to these things that you invested our retirement in? Which is now, look, as a woman who has selected foreign bonds in their 401k investment setup, I'm sorry if that's deeply an unrelatable mm. thing to say. Do you have a Roth uh, IRA though, too? No. Uh mm. and I, you know, and I I personally I could understand why you would do that. Now I don't understand why you would choose Russia though. That's well, the thing. Yeah. I think that's the thing people are drawing lines to because he was also going to invest in like an aluminum mill in Kentucky that never came to pass. So a lot of people are okay. like, you were fucking around with this retirement fund to, you know, glad hand and trying, you know, get some deals that didn't end up helping you, only hurting the people of your wonderful Commonwealth. So and, and that's very frustrating to me because I do feel like it should be a democratic process. What where their retirement funds are invested. Like, uh -huh. it just seems like it shouldn't be up to um, a bunch of Republican senators to decide. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. They start putting pressure on and pieces <laughs> fall together. And yeah, teachers are left holding the bag. I mean, as if um, it wasn't more fucked up enough to be somebody who gives a fuck about kids and wanting to educate them. You're now being like, oh, yeah, we completely fucked your your retirement. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I mean, this story is just kind of coming out, so I don't know all of the dimensions of it. But uh, it doesn't seem to be good to be heavily invested in a Russian bank in general in this moment that's just I mean, what i see it's incredible uh, how you can just i it, what how i appear the world global trade market works is so there's like a, a wall with a bunch of like um 
like light switches mm-hmm. and you could just turn one off and shut off an economy. It's really great this world we live in. Oh yeah. Think about it. Think of the potential for the future. Who else? Who else want it? Uh, they literally just turn that shit off. That's what's Incredible. super frightening though, too, is that you're like, oh, we can just turn there's we'll like just suffocate. Oh, you. are you being a problem? Click. That's that weird shit that the, at the end of the day, I think that's why, you know, capitalists are like, that's how you get them. Yeah. Because we can do, we can, we can tighten the leash. Guess what? Y'all, it's y'all an like incredible money, Remember, right? You guys remember we were all on, on socialism and then we forgot. Oh gosh. <laughs> gosh. Um, Megan McCain is trending. Um, <laughs> very serious person. Megan McCain is trending. Because... Very serious person. <laughs> And I say this because she's trending because she was saying that the U.S., instead of sending Vice President Kamala Harris to Warsaw and Bucharest, uh, they need the U.S. needs to send a serious person. And people were like, huh? What? Excuse me? You? Who's a serious what, person? Who are, why are you the arbiter of serious people now? And who are you to say anything right now? You flipping and flopping all day. We don't know how serious you are about anything. Um, oh, we do know one thing. Those hairstyles are very ster- serious. But uh, very serious. I, I don't really understand, like, how who is who who is more serious than the vice president of the country? I mean, yeah, sure. You can have your criticisms on, you know, the vice president. But to be like, what are you saying? Like, they're going to be like, get this vice president out of here. <laughs> I don't know about you, but that feels pretty serious. Nah, we need Tim Allen. I asked for Tim <laughs> Allen. Where's Tim Allen? Not this. Send Joy Behar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh what my are you god. Talking about? Did you see that one clip of her when she was complaining about yes. how the war was fucking up her yes. Italian vacation? She's like, "What if I want to go to Italy, motherfucker? What shut if this? Your we have some sprinkle down from the war." <laughs> and I don't want that. You know, you spend three years. You're gonna say, "Maybe I'm gonna go. Maybe I'm not gonna go." This is too much. <laughs> what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> Those women have lost the plot in a way oh that's almost god. like comical. In the worst way, yeah. in the worst fucking way, like every like yo, everybody's full of shit on here. Like you oh. can't even, you can't even center yourself to be like my Italian vacation's <laughs> ruined now that an unneeded war has broken out in Europe. I know, really, is like what is the view here? The view. I mean, honestly, they, I think they are doing a really good job of portraying what most self-centered, ignorant American people like how they think with mm. a tinge of neoliberalism. You know, the, the view the is out of touch. Oh, my goodness. Don't say such <laughs> scathing things. <laughs> You're about to get flamed. It's unable to see what it really is like out here. Get you know what? They need to do a thing with those hosts and be like, OK, how much is uh Dude, even ask him how much a gallon of gas is, even though it's a headline. They're going to be like, I don't know, 40 bucks a gallon? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> They're like, I don't know. I don't know how much anything costs. I'm at that phase. I have so much wealth. I literally don't need to know how many, how much things cost because it won't affect me. Yeah. That's a it's... dangerous place to be. You can't be then. Again, we talk about this all the time, but like so many people that are like, taking up the positions that are meant to convey to normal, like regular working people, what's happening in the world. It's being told through like this fucked up lens of wealth. where like so many, so many like existential threats are not real to them. So how, you know, how, how reliable are they as narrators? Again, if you're watching the view for complex analysis, then that's on you. Well, that's the thing. They each play a part. One defends mm-hmm. vacations. 
One right. defends serious people. <laughs> One is saying a lot of weird stuff about the Holocaust. It's kind of unclear where they're coming from. Right. <laughs> you're like, you're they like, all oh. have their positioning that you're like, now this is outdated. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> but also, I guess this is it. This is how some people think. Anyway. Uh, that's what's happening there. And then also, uh, Times Women of the Year list has been revealed. And it's an interesting grouping of people. You have people like Amal Clooney. You have, uh, Zara Joya, who is, uh, like a, someone who fled the Taliban. And, Mm -hmm. you know, sharing their stories of Afghan women. You have people like Kerry Washington. They, the thing that's interesting is in this Time Magazine, like, landing page for the Women of the Year, uh, Becca was pointing out that like a lot of the like lower third sort of blurbs on each person doesn't quite articulate what they're doing. Like one is like Casey Musgraves is putting her heartbreak in the rear view. I'm like, okay. Uh, what, what, what that means. Then another one is why NASDAQ CEO Adina Friedman is demanding diversity on corporate boards. That one feels like that spot may have been bought. I like this one. Jenny Joseph wants to fix the black maternal mortality crisis. One midwife at a time. Okay. That's real. What does that have to do with putting your heartbreak in the right? You're like, right. You have history making trans actor Michaela J. Mm -hmm. Rodriguez wants to be the example. I can Mm -hmm. track that. Then it's like other ones. It's like social media is wild, huh? (laughs) Like, hold on now. What are we doing? (laughs) That the one of like uh, why Nasdaq CEO Adina Friedman is demanding diversity on corporate boards always. That reminds me of the clip of. the woman from Grey's Anatomy, Ellen Pompeo, sitting on a uh, panel with a few women of color and being like, I don't I think she literally says something along the lines like, I only see white faces here. And everyone's kind of like, well, OK, <laughs> like, oh, I don't no. know if she was talking about the crew, but the way she said it was so like, <laughs> right. Where are the people of color? And you got oh, like, boy. I forget who was on stage with her, but there were women of color on stage with her who were like, was it Red Table Talk? I don't think it was. No, no, no. It was like a. One of those press junket sort of weird things oh, they do, gotcha, where they gotcha. like put a bunch of people together and be like, "Have a conversation." Oh, it says. Oh, sorry. I am right. Oh, she says, "I don't see enough color in the." Oh, yeah, film. she says something That's... like that, and then there were like people like, um, Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> like, hold on. Which people, I do never agree. Mind, never mind, there never should mind. be more diversity in corporate boards and all that. You know, people running companies and stuff. But like, that's that energy where I'm like. But what are you, where are you coming from? Where are you at? Right. Also, I like, it's interesting. It's all from what I can tell women of color, except for Casey Musgraves, who's putting her heartbreak in the rear view. I'm not saying Mm. that she doesn't deserve it. But that's the other spot. And the other white woman seems to be Adina Friedman, the NASDAQ CEO. Very relatable. (laughs) And like her, her blurb starts off with, uh, she calls herself a big believer in the power of capitalism. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, she's a girl boss, girl boss, girl boss it up. All right. Let's take it a literally quick break says we'll... has a role to play in ensuring capitalism works for everyone. That's just you are you are you are literally not paying attention. Good fucking luck with that. I'm telling <laughs> you, you not paying attention at all to what's going on around in this goddamn we want country. Cancer to work for everyone. Look, make it make it work for you. Okay. Make it work. Lean in. Make it work for yes. you, Miles. Exactly. Those cancer cells, guess what, Miles? They work for you. They work for you and everyone. <laughs> like, That's what we need to see more of. I'm uh, going to retreat to my spaceship now. They're actually like killing me. <laughs> Honey, no, you no, need no. to reframe that. You need Make to reframe that in your mind. No, capitalism actually is rest- is actually limiting my ability to make decisions about my life. I'm actually pretty much forced into one way of living because of it. So it's robbed me of all agency. See? That narrative, 
Uh-huh. We need to reframe that in your mind. Okay. We how? need to reframe it. With what? That's that's for you to figure out. Come <laughs> back to me. I'll tell you if you're right or wrong. And you know what? I'm not in a place to tell a person of color how to feel. <laughs> you're like, hold on. You just squirmed out of that shit. <laughs> you are not you... answering the question. I'm sorry. Honey. I cannot. I'm going to give you the space to come to that decision on your own. But may capitalism work for you. These, okay. These quotes. Can I just read one more? Capitalism by its nature gives the greatest opportunity to unlock human potential but you have to make sure that system is available to everyone again you're not paying attention let's move on yeah incredible okay let's take a quick break we'll be right back and we're back britney spears britney murphy is trending okay Britney on her Instagram posted the People magazine cover from like, I don't know, like over 10 years ago or something that was talking about Britney Murphy's death. And the caption under it from Britney Spears said, quote, I saw this online today. Is anybody else curious? She died at 32. Hmm. With a bunch of like blowing nose emojis. And this is just saying, I know it was a while ago, but come on. They are still investigating. Wait. She's not going to acknowledge that Britney bought her house. I think, well, look, that's, 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 you're reading between the lines here, but yeah, she did buy that. Didn't she die? The house she died in is the one that she bought from Britney Spears. Yes. Which what I, based on my understanding, it was like a potentially like a black mold issue. I don't know. I know there was like, there was something that was making her sick in the house. I don't know. Again, I watched that Britney Murphy documentary on HBO max, which was quite, quite salacious uh but also it was it was rough like i was like the whole time like you guys are kind of really you're i don't know if it did not feel it did not feel good when i watched it wow you felt Um, a little icky gross yeah i felt a little icky gross um okay but based on my understanding it was like something potentially with black mold or some something rotting in the house that was causing an illness right that she could not continue to come back from, which is why her body like eventually shut down. Wow. Yeah. The, Cause they both said that they thought someone was up with the house. Right. Because also I believe the husband who continued to live there eventually died as well. And that's why they think it's like, they were just not aware of like a serious issue in the house that was causing Jesus. illness. The house was torn down. So who would know? Yeah. They tore that's it completely wild. down and rebuilt on the lot. Wow. 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 Anyway, uh, Fucking, could you imagine you buy a million, multi-million dollar home and there's fucking mold that kills you? No, I don't know. Well, what that's the, the thing. Happened, a lot but... of these houses are very old, so you do actually need to check for such things. Because... Right, and also, like, when you buy a house, nobody's in there doing a fucking mold check real quick? Yeah, you have to be careful because you... a lot of these homes that have been sitting for, you know, what, since the 40s? Like, you got to really keep that up, Geek, because you, you, you can't risk... You don't know. That's the thing is you don't know it's you happening. Know. And right. your first instinct, if you're getting sick, and let me tell you, this will lead into something I'll talk about later. Um, a lot of people don't, especially women, don't get diagnosed. So mm. no one's going to be like, you should check for black mold. Like, no, people are going to be like, honey, you're tired. You're stressed. <laughs> no, no, no. Look at all this. I didn't paint these black dots on the wall. <laughs> it's like it's coming on the other side. No, no, no. You're just relax. Light some candles and you'll be fine. Roger Stone is trending also because 
there's documentary footage that's come out from this like Danish documentary crew who was following Roger Stone around for like fucking two years or something record, like just documenting all this shit. And there, this footage shows just behind the scenes of Roger Stone trying to overturn the 2020 election and secure like preemptive pardons for like himself, people like Matt Gates, Jim Jordan, Ted Cruz, Josh Hawley. Um, so yeah, that's going to be interesting. And they say that, uh, Joel Greenberg, who's one of the people, a co-defendant who's tied to the Matt Gates, um, sex trafficking case. He's also connected to Roger Stone. So I don't know what the hell is going on, but apparently people think there's a lot, uh, a lot, you know, a lot of interconnectedness with a lot of these scandals, which will be very, uh, interesting to see what comes of that. But is this documentary coming out? I think, I don't know if it's coming out, but I know that the DOJ may have this footage now, uh, but oh. I'm sure on some level we're going to be seeing this footage. Uh, oh. But like oh. a lot of people point out, there's like stuff where you can see like in his messages, like he's talking to like the head of the Oath Keepers, uh, Enrique Terrio the, of the Proud Boys and like many other people. And you're like, what? the So more murkiness going on, but considering Roger Stone's ability to never be in jail. Um, well, very curious to see how that all ends up. I would, I would love to see this documentary because I think there's a lot of potential for humor. Um, that guy is such a dark, character of a being, humor. yeah. But like, it almost has like kind of edging towards like Borat levels of madness. Of like, this yeah. guy does not see himself for who he is, which could lead to me getting some hoo hoo ha ha's, hoo hoo ha ha. And then you're like, I'm living in a country that's enabled like monster white men like this to be able to just like fuck around with an election. And they think I, cause I feel like the guy also threatened the documentary crew. He's like, I'll fucking murder you if any of this comes out. And they're like, Holy shit. It's like, why are we filming? <laughs> yeah. They're like, can what I, is this? should I go? It's like, keep filming. I'll <laughs> yeah. fucking murder you. You're like, yeah. this is on the tape that what I'm is, recording. What just is so the plan? Just fucking remember. Yeah, that's um, like, okay. um, you know, unfortunately, there is a almost too like comical to be true aspect about the men that run this country, like where everything is like truly like the most absurd shit you've. I'm sorry. Are we swearing? Yeah, we swear a lot on this okay. fucking thing. Uh, it's truly the most absurd, absurd shit you've ever seen. And the only thing you can do is just like kind of be like <laughs> America. Wow. You yeah. have like, there's nothing you can do because unfortunately, like, you really do feel like it's set in stone. Rogers, uh, it's set in uh -oh. Roger Stone. Uh, because, it. like, what else is there? It's like, and I'm sorry to sound so sad and disheartened, but like, yeah, what I do can't you, imagine. Level? Like, I can't imagine, like, how, how do we change this without the millions of roadblocks that they're willing to put in our way? And it's very devastating. Become Batman. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, let's be Batman real. Option. Like, the fact that we don't have a Batman yet <laughs> is, like, kind of like... <laughs> Elon Musk is about to head out in the streets with his flamethrower. That's unfortunate. I, we need a good Batman. We need, like, a non... We need a guy who, like... Actually, Miles, let's go back to the drawing board. Let's come up with some billionaires. You know, actually, you know who is edging also is, like, uh, uh, Bezos. He's working out a lot. Oh, you're I'm saying starting Batman to think, like, if we start to like see some sort of behavior, like who's that buff guy? Yeah, <laughs> like, we gotta start like, yeah, we gotta start measuring. We gotta start comparing picks. 
vigilante pics with um call me prime man yeah you're, you're like, like yo okay. really you didn't even try huh yeah Just, <laughs> who could it be <laughs> who could it be it's like well it'd be prime man or the tesla boy or something yeah yeah exactly the uh <laughs> coil lord like tesla coil lord or like the hero x <laughs> You're like, well, oh my god. It's actually interesting because Batman's a pretty simple conceit. <laughs> yeah. He's just, it's just a bad a man. Lonely billionaire who has too much money and is bored. And, and likes bats. Crime. But we funny is Jeff Bezos going out there and just getting his shit kicked in because he's not built for it. He wasn't ready. Yeah, he even tries and he comes yeah. home. He's like, oh my God, I think my ribs are broken. It's like, well, you literally tried to stop a massive drug deal on your own. You're lucky they didn't kill you, man. His his board is like, come on, man. We said you weren't ready. We said give it two more years of training before you would go out there and really be able to kick ass. And he's, he's like, like yeah. Jeff, you fires can them all. Push-ups. It's like, <laughs> he just fires anyone who's not telling him he's right, number one out. daddy. Get he's out. number one daddy. <laughs> uh, Mr. Bezos, I think you're ready. And in fact, I think those people shouldn't be trying to, uh, you know, stifle your growth as a crime fighter. That's all I'm saying. You're like, you know all what? Right. You've been elevated. You're head of Amazon. That's. That's a 16-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> They're like, yeah, but he showed me clips of one of these Batman video games, Arkham Asylum. I mean, there's some pretty cool stuff I could be doing. I just got to work out a little bit more and mm-hmm. not be real. Also, finally, the thing that's trending is easiest 100K. And it's trending because this following tweet blew up. It's so dumb. It said, I don't know why this blew up. Probably because it's so stupid. Quote, could y'all stay in the house for a whole week without stepping a foot outside for 100K? Yes. Yes. That's why I think everyone said, yes, this is the easiest $100,000 I could ever make in my life. I didn't even have to finish that sentence. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't need to stop. I've outside. done that before for free. So what are we talking about here? Outside. I mean, shit. I trained my dog to piss and shit in the bathtub in case there's any issues. So we're fine. Wow. Look at you. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you even thought this out. You're like, I'll even. I don't well, even, he my got dog a sensitive stomach. And sometimes in the middle of the night, he got to go. But he now knows bathtub is king. Wow. Mm-hmm. You got him hopping in the tub? He knows. he knows now when he's when he gets if he if we're not awake to take him out and he realizes it is time to go he'll go in the bathtub wow smartest little boy in the world what can smartest i say so anyway yes world. i could get that 100k easy yeah i'm surprised I'm all, i basically have been yet. training oh yeah <laughs> my fucking whole life for this <laughs> i ain't going I, outside i remember even the summer sometimes i would be so like on my weird introvert kid shit i'm like i don't need to go outside yeah. my mom's like please go outside and I'm like, uh, fine. A little bit, though. Yeah. I'll come right back. Okay, Anna, before we go, we got to tell people about a new show that's out. Because this, look, if, I, I, I'm just going to give you the floor. Tell people about Lady of the Road. Yeah, so I want to talk to you guys a little. You know, we had Arden on a few weeks ago talking yep. about Lady of the Road, one of her new shows. And yeah, I want to give you guys a little uh, insight. So you okay. could potentially check it out. So Lady of the Road is the show. It's a new show on iHeart. It's hosted by Arda Marin, comedian, actor, uh, podcaster, author extraordinaire. And Julianne Robinson, who is a BAFTA, Golden Globe, Emmy, nominated director of Bridgerton. All the really good shows, doing some fun stuff right now that's going to come out soon. And they talk to other women in the industry about their experiences and how to advocate for yourself. It's very like self-help, advocate for yourself, your health how much money you're making. Like we have Mm -hmm. really great shows. We have four or five episodes out now. 
Go check it out, Lady of the Road. We have Lauren Lapkiss, Nicole Byer. Nicole Byer telling us how to literally secure the bag. (laughs) (laughs) Truly, like, amazing advice of, like, how to make as much money as the people around you and to just straight up ask and be like, how much is that person making? All right, well, I want that. Yeah. You always, I I think it's great advice because always ask because the best thing that can happen is they give it to you. Yeah. Worst thing that can happen, they say no. It's a great negotiating tactic because then you yeah. force other person to be like, I'm not going to tell you. And you're like, what? Yeah. And you look, know what it is. As a and child of immigrants, I've been always, I spent my whole life being scared to speak up. But in the last few years, I've started to just be like, no, I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask. And it has changed my life. And I'm glad I asked. So great advice in that front. And then we also had, we had Joan Jett, legendary oh, yeah. musician, you know, incredible, incredible interview. Was, we were so lucky to have her on the show. And then also this week's episode was with Kate Walsh. Now, let me tell you, this episode is an incredible story. Kate Walsh, you know her from Grey's Anatomy, Private Practice, Bad Judge, just all around being a great actor on all your shows. Uh, Emily in Paris, 13 Reasons Why. She's everywhere. And this conversation we have with her, she tells us, you know, all about her journey getting into acting. But then a health issue she had, which... She was literally feeling terrible, which I was saying earlier, if you you know, a lot of women really struggle to get diagnosed because a lot of our illnesses get labeled as stress. You're tired, honey, you're depressed. Get on some antidepressants. Oh, you know, we get pigeonholed easily and doctors, you know, kind of don't hear us out a lot. And it all stems back from the literal concept of hysteria that Mm -hmm. we've been diagnosed with on The earliest of times, we are just hysterical women. But you know what? Don't let that be you. Because they tried to tell Kate Walsh that she should just get on Prozac because she wasn't feeling good. Her vision was going. She had headaches. She had lost her depth perception. She couldn't, like, stay awake. She was struggling to walk. She could not. She had to stop driving. She went and asking for a CAT scan, an MRI, and they tried to give her a prescription to Prozac, literally. She literally she just kept pushing, saying there is something not right with me. There is something not right with me. I can't do anything. This is not depression at this point. This is just not it, which she was like. And I have no problem. If it is depression, I will get on medication. I don't care. I will figure it out. But I need an MRI. I need a CAT scan. She gets one. Finally, after having to push, turns out she had a huge tumor in her brain. Wow. Huge tumor. That was literally the line. The stem of her brain was being pushed over. That's how big the tumor was. And as soon as she got that CAT scan, she thought, oh, they'll call me in a few weeks. The radiologist pulled her in and said, you have a huge tumor. We need to get that out. We don't know if it's benign. We need to get that out now. So that's if she had not continued to advocate for herself, who knows what would have happened? And she's very lucky that the tumor was benign. But these are the these are the situations we live in at this time, especially if you're a woman, if you're a person of color. We know people of color go through this all the time. You need to advocate for yourself because. You know. This is the world we live in. And so that episode has such incredible information on how to advocate for yourself and how to push and how to make sure that you're to protect your health. And these are the conversations we're having next week. We have on an actual doctor who wrote the book. Her name is Dr. Eleanor Cleghorn, who wrote the book Unwell, which is all about how women are dismissed in uh, health situations. So look out for that. Go check out just great advice from these great women. We have a lot of great women coming on this show. We have Retta. We have... Francesca Ramsey's on the show. We have uh, Kate Micucci, Ricky Lindholm coming up. Uh, Jen Kirkman. 
Betsy Beers, who's Shonda Rhimes' producing partner. Just a lot of great conversations. Paget Brewster. Just come okay. on down. Check Love it that. out. I think you yeah. would enjoy it. And, I mean, I think such a good balance, too, between yeah. the hosts as well. And so, yeah, must-listen show for anybody interested, whether you're interested in, like, these backstories or just in general uh, self-advocacy. Uh, super important. So, yeah. yeah. Thanks for that, Anna. Check that out. Lady of the Road on iHeart. Uh, we'll see you on Monday, obviously, with a new show. Until then, you already know what to do. Keep each other safe. And don't say nothing if you see some fucking discriminatory shit out there. Be, you know, be out there and let people know that you're not with that shit. Okay? Till next time, we will see you then. Uh, have a great weekend. Bye. 